Yeah, it's uh, it's very brisk. I think this is the latest we've ever done the podcast. Also, I mean, we're recording it late, really late. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, the, the kids are yeah, asleep. This could be one of the latest. Yeah, but uh, so we both stepped out. Well, he stepped outside of his house, and I stepped outside mine, and it is brisk. It's brisk, baby. Yeah, it, right now. I don't know what it's by you, but right now it says it's 53 out. Uh, it said fi- obviously. It's not the coldest we've ever recorded at. No. But <laughs> no, uh, I think it said 57, 56. Um, when I checked the weather before, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, but the fall is a here. Yes. And I got a lot of work done today, so I was very happy about getting it done before this cold weather snuck in. Now to uh, you know, last week we did our draft, um, and uh, we made mention that. Me and you were playing against each other. Now, you whip, you you uh, you whip my ass. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> but in all fairness, in, in all fairness, though, you did have some injuries. So. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> Marlon Mack went down. Michael Thomas went down. James Conner all went down. They all went down in the first like half of the game and didn't play the rest of the. Didn't play the rest of the uh, the game. Um, <laughs> the one guy that I picked up because my computer picked it up did the best. <laughs> um, Rasheem Mostert. I don't know how to pronounce his name. He did the best, and I ha- and I had him on the fucking bench. <laughs> so uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but yeah, you beat me. Uh, I'm looking at the score now. It was um, one thirty-four to one twenty-two. So I guess it wasn't too terrible. No, no. If you had maybe your players in, you would have had a better, uh, definitely po- a better showing. Possibly, possibly. But yeah, Matt Ryan did good. He had fifty points. I was very happy about that. Yes. I uh, I went actually in all of my leagues. I went five and one. No, yeah, five and one. How many fucking leagues you in? Shit. Well, one of our leagues, we play multiple games a week. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Is that your big money league? Yes. Okay. Oh, I went 0 for 2. <laughs> this is going to be a long season. And just so you know, I'm, I'm, Joe, I'm not doing a dance here. There is something in my shirt sleeve, and I just can't figure out what it is, and it's like... Pinching? It's right on the, uh, you know, like the soft part of your inner arm, like where your bicep is in between your bicep? Yeah. Like, it is just itching me, and... I can't figure out what it is. I don't know if it's like a string, but if you see me doing a little dance, it's it's uh it's because of that. Well, you just destroyed mine. I thought it was a dance yes. for me, a private dance. Did you uh did you watch did you watch any football? I did not. This is the first time <laughs> in probably I would say 20 25 years I did not watch a minute of football. So when I was texting you during the Steelers Giants game Monday night about stuff happening during the game, you had no idea what I was talking about. Not a clue. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> Sorry, I wouldn't stop texting you. <laughs> I just let you go. You're an asshole. <laughs> I go, wow, yeah, that was some hit. <laughs> and you just wouldn't answer me. I'm just like, all right, I guess he's, I guess he's into the game. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I did not watch a minute of it. Wow. I am uh, <laughs> tired of this. I... To me, and you know, we we I or maybe me, I don't know how you feel on this. Or, no, I'm sure you know, it's the, I'm sure it's the same. 
Yeah. But I'm sure we may catch some slack for this, but to me, when I put on sports, it's to get away from politics. I don't want to have to watch it to feel bad about myself or all this other nonsense. So when I put on sports, I don't want to have to see this, that, or the other. And now that football has really come out and and I would say probably been one of the most vocal ones about it. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for football and Kaepernick, we wouldn't be in, I think, a lot of this uh, sports political movement right now. I agree with that. Well, that's Kaepernick's fault because he's the one that kind of it originated with him and the NFL. You didn't, you you know, you didn't see this in the NFL. You didn't see this in the NBA or baseball or hockey or anything like that. It was mainly the NFL's problem, and they kind of hushed hushed it and you know pushed it down and and pretty much made a big deal about it. And now all this happens, and now it's like okay, now you can do whatever whatever the hell you want. I did watch, uh, I watched some games on Sunday, and of course I watched the Giants game, and I did notice that not everybody's kneeling. Um, one thing I didn't mind so much, well, I didn't like, I didn't like it, but I didn't hate it. There were a couple guys who, when they were kneeling, they did put their hands over their chest, like over their heart, which I'm like, all right, at least it's kind of, it's almost kind of like... They're 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 doing their little protest, but at the same time, they're not. They're kind of acknowledging the flag. I I, I mean, I know that's kind of like just. Uh, I don't know, looking at a, a half glass full kind of way, but then some guys are kneeling down and they have their fists in the air, and it's like it just it's just ridiculous. Um, and then you know, I watched NFL. Uh, Fox, uh, you know, Sunday with uh, all the boys, Bradshaw and all of them, and yes. they had a big, you know, BLM commercial that was like 15 minutes long, and it's, uh, you're right, I don't watch sports to to make me feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the way this, I, is, this year's going, I kind of want to escape for about two hours, and I can't yeah, do that anymore. Especially in a year like this, where exactly what you said you know where you need that little bit of escape and the fact that they are playing these games at either very minimum attendance or no attendance at all to sit there and have something like this knowing what everyone's going through and now to shove it down our throats even more it just makes me just like hate it even more and i love football i i love everything about it but i Again, I don't want to see this. I want to watch a game. I don't want to be lectured. I don't want to be, you know, and I could be 100% in agreement on them, but I don't mm-hmm. need to be sat there and force-fed stuff, whether I agree with it or not. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're, if you're going to tell me that, you know, it could be anything, that beer is the best-tasting, you know, uh, alcoholic beverage, but you're just, sh- you're just shoving it down my throat, and I mm-hmm. agree with it literally shoving it down my throat with beer mm-hmm. but if you're gonna sit there and just say it's the best it's, after a while i'm like all right i got it i don't need to hear it any like stop and it's even worse when it's something that i don't see as being correct mm-hmm. so it just makes it even worse it, it just really turns me off on everything yeah i i, I agree with you i agree with you i try i try and See 
I try not to be so negative about it, but it's hard not to when it's just constantly jammed down your throat like this. Um, and for it to bleed over into everything is... It just sucks. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of hoping it dies down, which it might because the first week's over, so now, like, as the weeks go on, it might, but I think the NFL is going to get hit really hard in terms of viewership, and oh, it's, it's down. Oh, the, the Thursday night game was like one of the lowest in years. They said. Yeah, I, and that I was the Chiefs playing. Said, I think the only game that really had a uh, a little bit more of a viewership, and I think a lot of it had to do with two reasons. What, was it the Tampa Bay game? The Tampa Bay yeah. New Orleans game. Yeah, well, that's because of Brady. A lot of that had to do with <laughs> you're looking at the current two legends in football. Well, that, and I think everyone wanted to see... And I think, and then the bigger story of it would be that Brady was on a new team. Yeah, I think everyone wanted to check him out and see how he did, and he didn't do well. <laughs> no. Because, again, he has not been a good quarterback for the past... Well, efficiency. I don't want to say he's not a good quarterback, because you're going to get people going, oh, you know, he won Super Bowls and this and that. In efficiency, he has not been a good quarterback in a long time. Well, and he's never really had a great team to throw to, but I think with who he has now, this is probably his most talented receiving court, mm-hmm. and it didn't look good. It's really, It really it brings back that whole, for years, everyone was like, well, is it because Brady's a good quarterback, or is it because Belichick's a good coach? Um, I think it's neither. I think that, they're, that the Patriots were just cheating bastards. Well, I think, but, I, I, be- I, be- I believe that too, because I don't think Belichick's that great. <laughs> I believe that too, but it a lot of people do be, do you know ask that question like, who's you know who's the better who who is it is it Doctor Frankenstein or is it the monster? So, um, almost kind of like a Vince McMahon Hulk Hogan like who made who kind of thing. And now I think the season's going to answer those questions. See, it's a little bit hard to judge, though, because you have an established quarterback in New England. Like, if, say, Belichick had a raw talent, Mm -hmm. or just a raw player, even, because Brady was no, you know, he was projected not to be anything great to begin with. If he didn't have Cam Newton and he had some rookie, maybe then you could see how it was going to go. Look at Belichick when he was with Cleveland. Look at Belichick in the early years with Bledsoe. It wasn't great. No. I think it was... I can almost at this point, especially after seeing this season and how I predicted the kind of play out, I could see it was 50-50, and it was the perfect partnership. Mm-hmm. Right. That's going to be my opinion on it. I'm with you. Well, with sports and partnerships, there comes one thing that you can always, I guess, count on. And what's that? And that's dirty sons of bitches out there on the field. <laughs> well, well, and Bill Belichick is a dirty son of a bitch, literally and figuratively. He's a cheater. <laughs> yes. With that grungy hoodie. <laughs> that's even, though, a... even though right now I am essentially rocking the sl- full-sleeve Belichick look right now. You are. You, do, you definitely have a Belichick look to you right about now. Yes. Uh, all right, so Tom and Except I... Ca- he doesn't have a gaping hole in his finger. No, Tom got a splinter. <laughs> yeah, and I've, I've been digging it out for probably the past, like, hour. 
You sick bastard. So Tom and I kind of compi- compiled a list here of dirty players in the, the sports world. And, all sports. Uh, all sports. And uh, we figured we'll kind of just... I don't have it like in a numerical order. I just have no. people. It's hard to rank these sons of bitches from 10 to 1. Um, well, can I... Is it alright if I go first? <laughs> yeah, and, and again, it, in all honesty, my list is... You kind of have to go with the uh, the sports, I think, that are a little bit more physical. You know, it's hard to say that there's a dirty son of a bitch in golf. So yeah, I, I just I are... did I did the four main sports because I don't know I don't know NASCAR. Even though there's there is one guy in NASCAR I probably would put on there because I know what I knew how he raced. Um, okay. Pretty much, I have, it's just. I have two other sports in mind out of the four majors. Oh, great. Okay, so you'll have a little more of a diverse list than I will. Yeah. All right, so I'll I'll start us off. Um, if I was putting this from ten to one, this guy would be probably number one or at least number two, um, and that is Ron Artest from basketball. Metal World Peace. Yeah, or Metal World Peace. Uh, the man who was behind the uh, the Malice at the Palace, which was the big yes. Pacers Pistons brawl back in two thousand four. Uh, he is a dirty son of a bitch. <laughs> he, he fouled harder, fought with fans. I think he choked the coach. <laughs> he, no, 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 no. That was Latrell Spreerall. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Ron Artest choked somebody along the way. Um, he is just bad fucking news. And after uh the I think after the Pacers I don't know if they traded them or they released them he kind of bounced around for a little bit from team to team uh he just kind of was always just that problem always in the always in the news about something he did or wherever the fuck he was um yeah so that's mine Mr. Ron Artest okay is he still playing <laughs> No, the no. I think he retired a few years ago. Less he's in Europe somewhere. I'm looking him up. No, okay, no, he retired with the Lakers three years ago. Okay, but yeah, he bounced around a, and he was on the Knicks at one point. I forgot about that. Yes, and he was on the Bulls. <laughs> he started with he the was Bulls. On a bunch of teams. He was on a bunch of teams. Yeah. jump out of basketball. I think we can bounce around here like a ball. And I'm going to I'm going to kind of go down my list cuz I, I the where where I got it. Um I never liked this guy. He was on the Tennessee Titans and it's Cortland Finnegan. Hmm. He was a cornerback for them and I remember he always used to have problems always with me watching the Steelers. I can remember watching him play. He was just a he was a dirty hitter. He was a late hitter. He um I remember an infamous thing where he fought with um, Andre Johnson on the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. where they ended up like ripping each other's helmets off and everything. He was just an agitator and, and just an all-around kind of like a punk. Jeez. And you know what? He was a decent enough player that if he didn't have to be dirty, he would have been a you know he would have been a good player. But his dirtiness made him unlikable. So. Nice. You didn't. That, that was not on your list, was it? No, it was not. 
<laughs> I got a little deep with that one. You did. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, <clears throat> Todd Bertuzzi. Uh, maybe not a known dirty player, but he had probably one of the dirtiest hits of all time and ended a guy's career. Uh, that yes. was Steve Moore. And Steve I, Moore on he, Colorado. Yeah, he was he was on the Avalanche. Uh, and uh, what happened? He, I think Bertuzzi, I think Moore kind of hit somebody in a previous game, so Bertuzzi kind of won revenge. Was following him around all game. And then just cheap shot at him from behind. Moore hit the ice, and when he hit the ice, he got knocked out cold. No yes. pun intended. <laughs> and uh, I think like broke from broke his vertebrae, and like, like it was just a big. It was a it was a mess. And I think Bertuzzi was uh, um, suspended for the entire season after that. Yeah, he was suspended a long time, and I believe into the next season. Um, and but. Two things about Bertuzzi. One, he was a New York Islanders uh, first or, uh, draft pick. Yes, that's right. He was on the Islanders. Yes. Uh, actually, a first-round draft pick, 23rd overall. And after that, when he came back to play, he actually became a very well-respected player and teammate. He, when did he I come back to he, the Islanders? He almost, what's that? He came back to the Islanders? No, no, no. When he came back to play after, oh. after his suspension. Oh, so he, he changed actually, his life around. He actually like kind of cleaned up his act. What's you know he was he was used to fighting. He was a fighter. He you know not not an enforcer type player, but he would get into scraps and he was you know he would hit things like that. But he after that incident, it kind of I don't know if it was a you know a seeing God moment, but he kind of cleaned up the, his shit. I mean, I could see that being any. I think anyone could do that. Like you ended someone's career, you almost paralyzed them. It's got to yes. be. It's got to be a rude awakening. The funny, not the funny part. The weird part about this is that Moore filed a lawsuit against Bertuzzi in two thousand four. Do you know when it was okay. settled? Probably like two years ago. Uh, not. I mean, sort of close. Two thousand fourteen. So yeah. ten years. <laughs> so if you want to sue somebody, get ready for a long fucking process. Ten oh, yeah. years. Imagine doing that for ten years. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at it, though. This guy lost millions of dollars. Oh, of I course, mean, yeah. It's, it's definitely worth it. And Bertuzzi was a good player where he was getting big money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, the compensation's there, and rightfully so. Oh, of course. Yeah, he had every right to. All right. I'm going to move on to... And I did have Ron Artest on my list as well. Okay. Um, who should I go with next? I'm going to go with Rodney Harrison. Speaking of a former teammate of Tom Brady's. <laughs> always considered one of the dirtiest players out there. And the funny thing is, is the fact that he is on TV as a, um, like a pregame, po- you know, uh, halftime analysis guy. I just... I look at it and I'm like, what? What is the NFL doing? Yeah. You know, you're going to talk to this guy who is known for cheap shots, known for hard hits, and and when his time was playing, was pretty much consistently voted as a, as a one of the, if not the top, one of the top dirtiest players. 
it, it's just it's it's kind of remarkable that he uh, he was able to bamboo bamboozle all these uh, these TV networks to put him on. Because in all honesty, if I knew if I was an executive and saw how dirty he was, I don't know if I would want him, you know, representing my company. Yeah. And then I find the hypocrisy of him sitting there saying that there's dirty hits during games. I just I I, I just roll my eyes when I hear him talk. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, he's a patriot, so what do you expect? Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Billy Martin. Mm-hmm. Billy Martin, as a player. Now this is a two two time dirty son of a bitch. Because as a player, he would constantly start brawls. He threw a, a bat. Uh, I think it was that pitcher Jim Brewer um, was suspended for an entire season because he was in a bar fight. <laughs> was, was it him and Mantle hanging? Out? It probably was. <laughs> Those fucking nineteen sixty Yankees are all a mess. Then he became a manager, um, where he would. I think he was on the, the the Tigers. I think he was the manager of the Tigers. And uh, constantly um, told the pitchers to like you know uh, throw spitballs and all that stuff, and would fight with Reggie Jackson, openly fight with Reggie Jackson, kick dirt of the umpire, <laughs> that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. He, His meltdowns were epic. With oh, the, uh, with the umps. Without a doubt. I mean, he set a bar so high that I mean, you look at the guys; they just yell at the umpires these days, and that's nothing compared to what he did. He was constantly fired by Steinbrenner, and then bought back, and then fired again, and then bought back, and then fired again. He just... The guy had more tenure on the Yankees than anyone else in baseball. And he was... I think he was probably one of the first, you know, managers to actually be that notorious, if you will. I, uh... The precedent for other ones. I think so. I think him and, um... Oh my god! Like uh, I can't think of his fucking name. The one from the well, Tommy Lasorda. T- Lasorda, thank you. I was gonna say the one from the Do- the manager of the Dodgers. I don't know why I couldn't think of his fucking name. Yeah, Tommy Lasorda was another one. And uh, I can't think of his name. He was he um, Christ. He was the uh, Orioles manager. He used to be a Yankee, and I think he was a Yankees manager too. Showalter. Showalter, that's right. Oh, yeah, Showalter. he he wasn't. Yeah, but he wasn't as bad as 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 Martin or. Uh, uh, Lasorda, but Martin took the cake in terms of oh, yeah. a dirty manager. <laughs> Good guy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I hate to do this, but it is our list, and I'm gonna throw it out because it's not just one player; it's a collection of players. Okay. And it is the '90s Knicks. Ah, I thought okay. I agree with you. I hate the 90s Knicks. <laughs> All because of that fucking John Starks. <laughs> John Starks, Patrick Ewing, Oakley. Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. Yeah. I mean, literally the entire starting lineup were sons of bitches. P- a bunch of thugs. Thugs. They were thugs. And I, as a yeah. Bulls fan, that was like... If they were playing the Knicks, I made sure to watch those games because those games were fucking intense. Oh, absolutely. Like, constant fights. Think, like, Yankee-Red Sox in, like, 2003, kind of like, like and the seven, and 78 Yankee-Red Sox. Like, that kind of rivalry oh, in yeah. basketball. Like, it was really, like, they hated each other. 
hated each other. But they were and good it's games. Not only, it's not only that, but they would uh, their fights with Alonzo Mourning when uh, yes. Jeff Van Gundy was grabbing his leg. I mean, they had, there were so many things that you could pick about this team. And the fact that we had it, again, in our face all the time from being from New York, we always saw the news. It was right there for us. And that's why I couldn't pick one player on that team because they were all dirty sons of bitches. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, since you put out a team, I guess I'll throw out, because I have two of them on here, but it's pretty much this whole starting lineup. That is the Bad Boys of Detroit, the Pistons. Yep, that's my next pick. Dennis Rodman, Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lambeer, who was just, Bill Lambeer was so so dirty that he had a, a Nintendo game named after him called Combat Basketball. (laughs) <laughs> I think it was on, yes. or maybe it was on Genesis. It was one of those. Um, the other two names escaped me, but uh, they were—they definitely go down as probably one of the dirtiest teams in all of sports of all time. Uh, who was it? Uh, yeah, I can't. John Sally. Yes, John Sally. How did I forget Sally? <laughs> yeah, John Sally was on that. And who team, was the fifth guy? I can't think of the other one. I can't. Yeah. Oh, Joe Dumars. Yes, right. That's right, Joe. Yeah, I don't know why I forgot. And those two are big names, also. Yes. I forgot them. John, it's funny because John Sally, he became like a... Uh, he became beloved. Yeah, he really did become beloved. I remember watching um, I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, one of those, like, maybe it was 15 years ago, and, like, he was, like, the nicest guy on that show. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, like, reality shows where they get put on an island, they get, like, voted off and shit like that. It was, like, a oh, celebrity Derek survivor. Coleman. What was that? I think, was Derek Coleman on that team? Col- or no? He might have been on the Nets at that time. He might have been on the Nets. I think uh, he was on the Nets during. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a hell of a a hell of a fighting team there. Oh yeah, again uh, they they also fought with the Bulls in the late. I mean they fought with everybody, but their rivalry with the Bulls is pretty bad. Well, I looked at it this way: Bill yeah. Lambeer was probably the biggest prick on the team, and he had to be because he was the sole white guy <laughs> on a basketball <laughs> team from Detroit. He had to get street cred out you're, there you're, somewhere. You're so. absolutely right. He had to, like, bring it top-notch. Like, he had to bring his A yeah. game because <laughs> he had to keep up with the rest of them. And I think he was the worst out of the five. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> they were scared of him. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about him, though, is he left and he became a coach in the WNBA. Did he? Yes, he did. I didn't know that. Yep, he, he coached in the WNBA, and I think even then, he was still kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, I could see him yelling at the women and them crying in the locker room about it afterwards. <laughs> I don't know, some of those were some pretty big lesbians, so I yeah, think well, that, they, would, they, might, they might give him a run for his money. Well, that Lisa Leslie probably smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw out, uh... It's hard for me to say he's dirty... Mainly because it was based off of really one infamous incident. And because it's really a sport of violence. So it's hard for me to say that he's dirty. And he was never really known as a, uh, I guess you could say a dirty fighter, just a dominant fighter. And that would be Mike Tyson. I almost put him on mine, but I refrained from it because... I looked at his peak, the late 80s, up until the Buster Douglas fight, and he wasn't that dirty of a fighter. 
Well, he couldn't really be that dirty because he only lasted about a minute in each fight. P- pretty much. And he, and he just knocked everyone senseless. It wasn't until the Evander Holyfield feud where uh, the dirtiness came about, really. Yes, and I think that was more frustration from losing because he wasn't what he was. Yeah. So I, I it was hard for me to put him on the list, but I, I kind of had to just because of that one incident. But if I had to say for a, and he's probably the most famous out of like the dirty fighters on that end. Mm-hmm. If you had to really pick for a career, I would maybe go Andrew Galata. Really? Always known for hitting, always known for hitting low below the belt. Hmm. I mean, every fight he was in, he pretty much lost points for 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 doing shit like that. So, I mean, but I, I'd have to throw Tyson in there just because of the incident. I mean, because it's so, it's so famous. Yeah, it's definitely an infamous incident. It, it could almost be <laughs> probably in the past. 30 years of boxing, it was probably the most infamous fight that there was, so... And I feel bad because I think when you hear Mike Tyson's name, that's like one of the first things people think about now, is that he bit off Vander Holyfield's ear. It's not about his fights and how he was just like a wrecking machine, it was just he bit his ear off. That's like the first thing people think of these days. And then obviously his criminal record. That too, yeah. Yeah. And I think that adds to the, the mystique of him being a dirty person. Yeah. The, the funny part is, though, is that if you talk to anyone who knew him, they say he's, like, the nicest guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he is extremely cordial. He, Yeah, it, it's funny that you see that. And I think getting out of jail, you know, they said that he, uh, he like, found religion mm-hmm. and all this. And it, he, even, even his love for, like, cuss and... The pigeons and everything like that. Yeah. You know, but then you look at him being as a young kid, he was he was a you know, a juvenile delinquent. He would fight anyone, he was arrested, I think they said like tens tens of times. Like it was like and this was all before he was like sixteen. Yeah. Um and he was a big it's a funny story about him. Not funny, but um, this podca- podcast I listened to with uh, Bruce Pritchard, he said when he came into the WWF with the whole Steve Austin thing, he said he said that the only people he really liked talking to was like Pat Patterson and Jerry Briscoe because he was a fan of like that old school wrestling and he grew up watching those guys wrestle. Like he was really into oh, that. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I always loved his. Uh, he had a love for his coach, the guy that trained him. Yeah. Cuss. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. You just said that cuss. So he, he, he has a, he's, he's like a softy, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, definitely a, tor- a tormented person. Oh, without a doubt. So my next is um, Sean Avery. Oh, okay. Um, Took another one off my list. Yeah, uh, I hate him. <laughs> I. He is one half of the reason why I, I stopped becoming a, why I stopped being a Rangers fan in the two thousands. Uh, I think he's, I think he's just a big piece of shit. And essentially, I I loved him on when when we did fantasy hockey when I first did it many years ago. I loved him 
when he was on the West Coast teams. I believe he was on, uh, he might have been on the Kings, I think, if I'm trying to remember correct. Uh, I believe he might have been on uh, Dallas. And he was great because he could score and he would fight and he would get penalty minutes and all this. But then when he came to the Rangers, and again, where you see him all the time, mm -hmm. because, it, you know, we are a New York market, you just really, you, I mean, when he played on the West Coast, you never saw how dirty he was. And then when he came to the Rangers, you're like, what a dick. He was just a, he was a douche, man. Just the way his attitude, his pompous attitude, the way he dressed was like a metrosexual his comments about his ex-girlfriends was just like he—he he was just that—that he's just that guy you just wanted to hate. He was that '80s jock in all the movies. Pretty much, yeah. He was just like a bully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I he, never liked him, you know. At that, the, uh, I will give him credit though. The uh, I guess you could call it the Sean Avery rule, where you can't kind of like interfere with the goalie. Mm-hmm. Innovative and ahead of his time with doing something like that, but again, it just showed his dickness. Absolutely. But again, he was doing it to Brodeur, so I, I like, I hated it <laughs> because he was doing it. But then I loved it because it was Brodeur. <laughs> so, I guess you could say I was. Uh, it was a love hate relationship during that incident. Yeah. Uh, finished with, um, 1,533 penalty minutes in his career, which yeah. is, which is a lot. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you for a loop here. I'm ready. But I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw out this. Heinz Ward. <laughs> He throws one hell of a birthday bash, that's for sure. Yes, he does. He definitely does do that. But, yeah, even though he was on my team, he – people – Big trash talker. Being big trash talker had the arrogance to always have a smile on his face, and I guess that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. But, again, you look at him being a dirty player, and you would think, you know, a linebacker, a lineman – you know, something like that, but he was an offensive player, and he was an offensive skill player, which made it even more out of the ordinary. And he wasn't a tall, he wasn't a big guy. No. I remember seeing him in the elevator, and he was like maybe, maybe like a little taller than me. Yes, not, not a huge guy, not jacked up, but just, he was solid. Yeah. He was just, he was like, a thick man. Oh yeah, he he, he he was. I mean, he was. I wouldn't fuck with him. No, because he was. You're right. He was like he just he had the broad shoulders. He was. He was just like uh, he was built, but small. Like he was just like this, yeah. you know, little guy. But like he'd hit you, and, he'd, and you'd feel it. Almost like a pit bull. Like yeah, that's huge, perfect way of saying you it. You know, you have German shepherds, you have Dobermans, you have. Uh, Rottweilers, they're big animals, mm -hmm. but a pit bull is tough but small, and that's kind of the way that he was. Like stocky. And he definitely, yeah, and he put it out on the field where, you know, he, he would, and I guess where you could say the dirty hits were, you know, he was, it might be a running play, but he's going to go and, you know, kind of lead with his head to block, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And 
Or if a linebacker was trying to, you know, go and, and angle down on a on a running back, he would come in and just blindside pancake hit him and just knock them, you know, in the tomorrow. And that's where I guess he gets a little bit of his dirtiness from. Yeah. And he did get – and he would have been one of the two um, – Steelers I would have put on there and the other one would have been James Harrison but I think a lot of what James Harrison um, got in trouble for was because Goodell didn't like him mm-hmm. and I think that's where he didn't he didn't rank as high as me because if I, if I had to put a Steeler on there it definitely would have been Heinz Award over him alright so. um, I'm going to take one from a, a sport that you love Vinny Jones. Oh, okay. Soccer player. Uh, yes. He was, uh, was he Manchester United? Yeah, I can't remember what team he was on. Yeah, I don't either, but I, he's, he's British, so I just kind of associate with Manchester United. Um, I don't think he actually played up in the, uh, what would have been the Premier League at that time. But filthy fucking player. Uh, would just, uh, known for getting head, head, uh, Yellow cards within seconds of a game. I think he drew 12 red cards over his entire career. Um, head-butted, punched, kicked. Just He just beat the shit out of guys on the field. Yes. I'm looking... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see where he played. and He played for... Um, probably the big ones that he played for were Leeds United... Sheffield United, Chelsea. Okay. Those were those were probably the bigger ones out of the, the group. There's an infamous picture of him where he is grabbing the crotch of uh, another player. Yes, I've seen that picture. So, yeah, he definitely um, took his violence, and he made a, a second career out of it being an actor. He was a juggernaut. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a, t- a tough guy in a sport that you don't typically think of as being a tough sport. Right. But again, he was dirty doing it, so... I mean, Made I don't know if you want to call him a tough guy or just a dirty player. <laughs> he could have been, been a hockey player. Yeah. If he was yeah. born in the, in the Canada. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Alright, uh... I guess I'm going to go and step out of the the normal bounds of our our four sports and go with... He had dirty racers throughout the years, and probably the most infamous would probably be Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yeah, I was going to put him on, but I figured you would have him. Yes. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the man in black, they would call him the Intimidator. He was known to get into many stirrups with uh, other drivers. Uh, you know, him and uh, Jeffrey Bodine back in the early '80s. It was essentially the the inspiration for Days of Thunder. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, he was. He was. Uh, he was in there as one of the. He would have been the Rowdy Burns of the the movie. Yeah. Tim Richmond was Cole Trickle, and then, um, uh, what the fuck's his name? Carrie Elway's character, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't think of it right now. Yeah, I can't, I can't either. I haven't seen a movie in decades. 
Actually, I, I watched it not that long ago, but he was Rusty Wallace. Okay. And they were the essentially the inspiration for it, but it was mainly based off of him and uh, Jeffrey Bodine's kind of rivalry, and they were just known to wreck each other all the time. There was a... I, can't remember i think it might have been an all-star race at bristol or maybe it was just a regular bristol race when him and um him and who the hell was it i can't think of it right now but he uh he ended up wrecking him oh uh, terry labani excuse me mm-hmm. he uh he wrecked terry labani and he said he just wanted to rattle his cage i mean he was <laughs> he he had that he had that persona of just being kind of like a rebel out there he would wreck people but then when he would get interviewed about it he had this infamous i guess you could say like half smile where he would just kind of turn up one lip and you know if he knew he was wrong or anything and it was not a good look he would just kind of give that smile and a lot of people loved it they thought you know he was like the anti-hero for racing for a while so mm-hmm. and that his his Racing and his aggressive style is what eventually got him killed. Uh, yeah. I mean, he. Well, that's what he went. He went to do that. He went to nudge the guy in front of him. Yeah. And it and it backfired big time. Well, that was and a lot. You almost have to look at him as a hero for the sport on the fact that there was a bunch of uh, deaths at tracks. Uh, I believe it was Kenny Irwin, Adam Petty, uh, Neil Bonnet. Uh, I'm just trying to go through all the guys that that died of the same thing he did. Mm-hmm. It, I can't. I, I can't. It's like base and spinal injury or something. Essentially, it's like a what I would consider probably like a severe whiplash where it like it fucks you up. And he ended up uh, having this. And after that, they pretty much changed the way that. Um, safety is with racing. Yeah. Well, yeah, they did some of the seats, in... right? What's that? I'm sorry, I'm chewing on an ice cube. Something with the seats. Didn't they do some with the seats because of him? They. It was more of a... It's now a very controlled uh, molded seat, and it's hooked up to what they call a Hans device, which essentially, it like... I guess it kind of straps you into there where you have very limited mobility. Mm-hmm. So you're you're almost in like a a non-mobile position to do it. You know, back in the back in the when racing first started, they were in just regular cars, street cars. You know, that that's why it was considered stock car racing because it was a stock car. It was a car that you could drive. You know, they said, you know, it wins on Sunday and you and you drive it on Monday. Mhm. You know, mm-hmm. it was just those regular cars, bench seats, and <clears throat> they eventually moved into, you know, all these things. But he essentially, with his death, because he was, he at the time, he was probably the top two driver out there, you know, between him and Jeff Gordon as always winning and, you know, having such a stellar career that they had to really look at the, the safety issues for these guys and change everything. So he, he was a he was a huge influence on it, and since his death in um, NASCAR, other car you know Indy car is a little bit different, and some of these other you know uh, forms of racing. But in NASCAR, there hasn't been a death since. I mean, we almost had one this year with yeah. Ryan Newman, but that was more because he was pretty much t boned on had, the driver's side. 
There hasn't been a death since, since Earnhardt? Nope. Wow. Not one death. That was a long time ago, too. Yeah, it was, I think, 01? February of 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, there hasn't been any. Um, and the funny thing is, the probably one of the worst wrecks for a injury standpoint would have been Ryan Newman's wreck that happened at Daytona this year. But what saved him was he actually petitioned for an extra um, bar in the vehicle. And they essentially said that that bar saved his life wow. because it, it lessened the impact from it being a, uh, like a T-bone situation. So what saved Newman's life was that bar. Hmm. But again, they, they've made extreme strides in safety for these drivers. So. I'm sure, yeah. Um, all right. Um, Roger Clemens. Yes. Uh, I always, even when I was in the Yankees, Roger Clemens to me was always a Red Sox. Um, but he was uh, he was known as a headhunter. He, would, which I've seen in person. Did you? Yes. Which game? Uh, I believe he'd be in Piazza that game. Oh, you were at that game. Yes. That and that and that ended up down the road. I think in the World Series, he threw the bat at Piazza, the broken bat. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, they. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a headhunter. I think when he was on the Blue Jays. I think he beamed like five guys in a game, or it was some, it was something like that. Um, I I, ne- I never liked him, even when I was the Yankees. I didn't like him because I just thought he was just a douche. But yeah, just always beating guys. And the worst part was he was a great pitcher. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And if he didn't have that reputation as being a headhunter, it. I mean, the steroids thing didn't help, but I think him being such a dirty player is also a big factor in him not getting into, you know, the hole. I think it might have a... a um, I think I think that's true to an extent. I think, you're right, I think if he was a nicer guy, I don't know if he'd be in the Hall of Fame because of the steroids, but I think people would be a little more forgiving to him. I mean, you think, like, he's never, he's never mentioned anymore. No. Ever like you hear about Pedro Martinez still, you hear about um, Randy Johnson and those guys, but you never hear anything about Roger Clemens. And um, what I would consider a much more dominant pitcher. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And you look at it too because it, him being that way did lead to the perception of intimidation. But I think if he was as if he was nicer, he still would have been as intimidating because, I mean, he could throw a fastball all game long. He, you know, he didn't he didn't shy away from going, you know, right down the pipe or anything like that. He just, he, he was confident. And I think what eroded him from being maybe loved was the head-on-thing thing. Yeah. But yeah, the, definitely the, uh, the rivalry with, the, the Yankees at the time, it it left such great, uh, I guess, sports moments. But and you, you see him do stupid things, and you're like, this just makes me hate you more. Where it could have been, we we want to see you play him, we want to beat him. But it was more now like, you know, we're afraid he might hurt someone. We don't know what he's gonna do, and and that definitely I think took away from a lot of his uh, 
is respect. Yeah. All right. Hmm. All right, I'm going to throw this one out. A hockey guy. I personally just do not like him because we play him a lot with being uh, against the, you know, with being a uh, East Coast guy. Yeah. And that is Tom Wilson. Oh, okay. I, I think you're going to say I someone else. <laughs> just a fucking... Uh, even the, the this past series, he just... he He's such an asshole. You know, and the worst part about him is, like, he he knows he's dirty, and then, like, when he gets caught, he, like, acts all innocent, and that just bothers me even more. If you're going to be a prick, again, Sean Avery, he's a prick out there, but he, he owns it. He's like, yep, that's me. Mm-hmm. But Tom Wilson, he, you know, he'll he'll do a, a, a cheap hit, he'll slash someone, and then he's like, oh, I, you know, like, I, I didn't do that. Like, come on, own it. If you're going to be a dick, own it. And I, I would give him more respect on that end if he was. But definitely just a fucking, just a dick about how he plays, uh, the arrogance out there, and I just, everything about him I can't stand. See, I don't know who, I don't know who that is. What team does he play for? The Lightning? Washington. Oh, Washington? Okay, see, I, I don't know, I don't know this guy. Yeah. If you, if you could watch, and I'm sure there's probably something on YouTube where you could see his, like, dirtiest moments, he, he's just, he, I don't think he goes out to injure players, he's not dirty on that aspect, but he, he's like a, <coughs> excuse me, like, I don't want to say a cheap shot artist, because to me a cheap shot artist causes injuries, but he, he's an opportunist, if you will. Okay. You know. He'll take if if he sees someone with their back turned, he may he may go give him a little bit extra of a nudge, or you know he's a, he's a jaw, you know when he's you know everything about him. I just I can't stand them, and it and I guess it's good in a way when you look at it because I know with like the Islanders when they're playing the Capitals, they'll usually take one of their uh, you know one of their goons. Usually it's Ross Johnson, and they put him in the line. So essentially, they're with Tom Wilson being out there. They're negating a player by having him on the ice because we're putting one of our our goons out there who's not going to score goals. He's more out there to protect and kind of go at him. So it, it, it's a smart move, and I, I mean, I give him a little bit of respect on that that he's able to essentially make it one less good player out on the ice. But just the fact that you have to have someone out there like that to protect people yeah i just don't like it and i'm all for fighting in hockey but with him it's just i can't stand them okay uh i just mentioned him uh pedro martinez uh arrogant say don zimmer no arrogant asshole he threw a poor old man to the ground for no reason. And I'll tell you one thing, though. Don Zimmer was the only Yankee I've ever liked. I like Don Zimmer. And Pedro Martinez threw him to the ground in no regard. Just tossed him. Could have hurt him. Could have paralyzed him. You have to hand it to him, though. Pedro must be a little bit strong because Don Zimmer is not a lightweight. Oh, no. He's, he's, a, bull, he's, he's a bulldog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I hate... I, Fucking despised him. I think in the last several years, he's definitely kind of shown a def- different side to him. I think he's become more uh, 
nicer. I think uh, there was a thing a couple months ago where he wants like all MLB to kind of come together and, and I don't know. I think it was like during that whole strike thing. But anyway, uh, I, I don't know. I, I never liked him. I never will like him. Uh, I think he's just a douchebag. Even I think even bef- going to the Mets, that's what made him a nice guy. No, it wasn't. He was still a douchebag when he was on the Mets. <laughs> and and anyone who wore his number <laughs> for softball. <laughs> you know who you are. Funny thing is, though, I do have one of his jerseys too. So do you burn it? <laughs> I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna burn it. All right. Uh, let me see who we want here next. I'm gonna go Chris Simon. Okay. Talk a little bit about Chris Simon. Chris Simon did play for the Islanders. He played for the Capitals. I believe he was a Ranger. He may have even... Did, was he one of the ones who made the trifecta to go play for the Devils as well? But, a, uh, again, a guy who had many suspensions during his career. A lot of what, I guess, came out of him was the fact that he... I think he was a little messed up in the head as well. So that kind of added to him being crazy and I think a lot of what came out of it oh I'm I'm mistaken he did not play for the uh, Devils uh, Nordiques Avalanche Capitals Blackhawks Rangers Flames Islanders the Minnesota Wild and then he played good lord in what I assume to be the KHL yeah it was the KHL he had a long career he played for almost 20 years but just a uh, kind of like a head case well, if he's been on that many teams, something's up. And I guess one of the things that came out of it where he kind of had a little bit of a calming thing because when he was on all the other teams, he was a little bit, like I said, out there, wild, crazy. Um, Ted Nolan, who was actually Islanders coach, brought him on. And they he knew him from, I guess, back in the day when he was playing like junior hockey and saw something in him and kind of mentored him to not be such a a fucking wild man. So he had a little bit of redemption in his career, but still just a fucking psycho. He, he was suspended. I think at one point he had the longest suspension in hockey, you know, to date, but it, obviously it's been surpassed at this point. But yeah, just a, a fucking wild man. Hmm. So my next one might be a little controversial. Okay. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Yes. Um, and look, I'm sure he's a nice guy and whatnot, but when he played, he Was. threw those arms around quite often. Yeah. Um, I know he, uh, there was a, uh, was it against the, I think it was against the Clippers. He, uh, he had, he, he like, uh, I forget who I, I, I'm. I'm drawing a blank, but dirt, he was he was a dirty player. Yeah, there was elbows swinging everywhere. Yeah, he really was, and and again, I'm not trying to talk ill of the dead, but I think people put him on a pedestal. Uh, but he was he was a dirty player. A dirty and a selfish player. Yeah, well, that's why he had those problems with Shaq. <laughs> you know. If you watched the Laker game when it was just him there, it was 
Kobe shooting 80% of the time. I mean, he was just... And granted, he was good. I'm not going to take away his skills on the court. Yeah. But again, a dirty player and a selfish player. Mm-hmm. So, I, I definitely agree with you on that. So, I concur. Excellent. All right. Uh, I'm going to go back to uh, NASCAR because we had our past uh, bad driver, you know, dirty driver. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with this one. And it's... Kyle Busch, just a, you know, he, right now he drives for Gibbs. He not only is just a dirty driver, he wrecks people. One thing I don't like about him too, and I consider that, I don't know if you consider this to be dirty, but I, I, I look, I'm not a big fan of it. It'd be like if you had a, a pro player, who's your favorite baseball player right now? Right now, yeah. uh, I guess Aaron Judge. But I'm being a little biased. I'm a Yankee fan. <laughs> All right. So say you had Aaron Judge, but then on days off he would go and, and go down and play for who's the Yankees Triple A team? Oh God, I don't even but know anymore. Say this: He goes and plays for the Staten Island Yankees. Okay. And he hits four home runs in a game. Mm-hmm. That's the way Kyle Busch is. He is what well, I consider, and it's. He's a very aggressive driver, but then the fact that I think this also is a little bit of dirtiness, and it's more dirty pool, is the fact that he goes down and he races in the lower tier. And you're allowed to do this. You're, I, I believe you're allowed to do like six races in one, you know, series and do this. But he goes down and he pretty much always dominates. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it has to do with his his trucks. He's he has a very good team, very strong team. They're probably one of the best package teams out there where they have the best equipment. But the fact that he goes down and to me, this is a developmental league for these drivers to move up and he goes down there and wins and it's all for arrogance. And I just don't like that. It just it bothers me. No. I'm not a, I'm just not a big fan of you having the Show how great you are by doing this and you know you hear people oh he's the best driver ever he has the most wins throughout all the series well yes he has that because he surpassed Richard Petty but if Petty had three things to run in and the equipment that he did when he was dominant he would have 500 wins so yeah. it's it, it it's a little dirty pool on that it's kind of like a heavyweight boxer going down to the featherweight and just beating the shit out of the entire roster Exactly. That that's exactly how you could can construe it. Okay. Barry Bonds. Mm. Uh Barry Bonds dirty in the sense of steroids, but also for the fact that no one liked him. Yes. He broke I I think when he broke Willie Mays record of the most home runs in a career uh no one on the team could I would, oh yeah, Hank, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's late, I'm tired. I've been up since 3.30. Um, no one congratulated him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just another guy who you don't, you don't hear anything about. Again, I mean, he got busted for the whole steroid thing. But, like, same back to what you said about Roger Clemens. If he was a nicer guy, I think it could be a little more forgiving. No one wants yeah. to forgive him because he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. 
And the worst part about Barry Bonds is, Barry Bonds still would have been great. Yeah. When Barry Bonds was on the Pirates and he was thin, because, I mean, you look at, if you could take his rookie card and then his last season playing card and put them next to each other, it's two different people. Oh, that's like Mark McGuire. If you look at his rookie card, he looks like a twerp. Yeah. But then you look at his 99 card and he's Brock Lesnar. But the difference with McGuire was, McGuire was always a power hitter. He didn't really have, I think, that, that speed. No, he never, you're right, he was always a power hitter. Bonds was all about speed early in his career. Yeah, and if I think if he didn't go down the whole thing of just being a muscle-bound freak, mm-hmm. he would have probably been one of the greatest players ever because he would have been stealing a million bases. Mm-hmm. Who knows if his career could have maybe even been longer because <laughs> I don't care what you say, steroids are going to affect you. They're going to affect your joints because there's just too much muscle on oh. too small of bones. Oh, yeah, all I the mean, weight. bones are only what they are. Mm-hmm. And I think if he maybe didn't do that, he would have been one of the greatest players of all time. He he would have had around. yeah he would have had a career like Ricky Henderson. Absolutely. Where like, I mean, say what Ricky Henderson even when he was in his twilight was still one of the fastest runners in baseball. Yeah. And you're right. I, Bonds definitely could have had that, but he chose to kind of juice himself up and he became a power hitter. And you know, it is what it is now. So. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with that being. And again, you're going to take something that is illegal, and you're going to sit there and do it. That's just that's dirty. You know, you're you're doing something that. And to me, the steroid issue, records are records. Whether you hit them legally or not, to me, put him in the Hall of Fame. Just put an asterisk next to his name. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my theory on it. Put an asterisk, and you know what? It's almost like the scarlet letter. You're going to have that on your you know, your plaque. Everyone's going to know that you did this, and it's going to be almost a deterrent, if you will, possibly to younger players who are looking to be better, you know, bigger, faster, stronger. And do you want to be Barry Bonds? I mean, maybe you do so that you do get into the Hall of Fame and you do make millions, but at the price of it, what it's going to be, it's not going to be good. Yeah. So. I'm going to go way off the, uh, I guess, the reservation on this one. Tanya Harding. I almost had her on here, but I refrained from it because she wasn't, I didn't think she was, she didn't really technically do anything to make her dirty. She had other people no. do it for her. <laughs> but again, a, a just a twisted soul. Oh, Did you yeah. ever see the movie with her? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I watched it twice. It's an excellent movie. It's excellent. But you could see where she was crazy. Well, aren't and they all, Tom? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, I mean, it just uh, <laughs> the the amount of abuse that she went through between her mother, her husband, all this, the perfection of it. But the fact that made it, I think, made it so special was the fact that it's a sport that this shouldn't happen in. It's a very classy sport. 
Yes, and she was just the opposite of class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Uh, again, she didn't technically do it, but, you know, it, it's the Charles Manson thing. He mm-hmm. didn't kill anyone, but he, he kind of orchestrated everything, and it fell on him as being that diabolical. And yeah. she was essentially diabolical in this. Yep. <clears throat> so... Uh, I mentioned Ron Artest was one of my w- top two if I was doing a list, and this guy would definitely be up. He'd probably be number one. Uh, Ty Cobb. Oh, okay. Uh, Ty Cobb was uh, the epitome of dirty. Would slide with spikes out <laughs> into yes. second or whatever base. Uh, went into the stands and beat the shit out of a fan that had no hands. Really? Yeah, <laughs> read that story. If you ever get anyone up there, Google this. This is some. He went in the stand. And I guess some guy had a. He lost both of his hands in some kind of like work accident or something, and he was heckling Ty, and Ty went in the stands and beat the shit out of him. <laughs> well, I mean, he couldn't clap for him. So. Yeah, um, and I mean, there's racism, and then there's Ty Cobb, and this guy was just. Unbelievably racist would not bunk with a root over the teammate if he had quote unquote dark blood in him. Um, would say awful things to any black uh, baseball players or any black fans or anything like that. He was just uh, a major piece of shit. There's a line in um, I think it's it was Feel the Dreams. Uh, they said Ty, you know, Ty Cobb wanted to come play, but we didn't like him, so we couldn't stand him when he was alive. So we didn't want him coming to hang out with us. Or it was something like something along those lines. But yeah, good old Ty. All right. <laughs> I guess you could say, I mean, football again has many personalities of being thirty players. I think he's almost the football version of Ty Cobb, if you will, and that's Bill Romanowski. Okay. A dirty, cheap shot hitter, he would take, you know, stories of him being in the pile and just grabbing and twisting and just everything. And the fact that he was so dirty that they essentially made a character for him in the the, uh, longest yard to be that. Mm -hmm. And he, he almost wore it as a badge of honor. That he was that dirty, and he, he enjoyed the, I guess, the feel for it. Hmm. But, yeah, he would. I, I would throw him in as probably the dirtiest football player. So I got one more, and this might be okay. a little controversial because it's not technically sports. It's sports entertainment. Okay. And it's not Ric Flair because he is the dirtiest player in the game. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Oh. Shawn Michaels, as great of a wrestler he is, was a known jerk-off in the locker room. He, I mean, total pillhead, derailed careers. He was definitely, he was known for derailing the career of uh, Big Van Vader in WWF. If you ever watched the SummerSlam match, um... There's a spot where he comes off the top rope, and I guess Vader was supposed to move. So Sean lands on his feet, kicks Vader in the head, like, 
legit kicked him in the head and said, move, fucking move, and then keeps kicking him. Um, yeah, if you watch a lot of those matches from like 96, 97, you could tell it what a piece of shit this guy was. The whole thing with Bret Hart. Oh yeah, the he Montreal was, screw job. Yeah, he, he was. Definitely had. He knew what was going on during that. If you t- if if you listen to a lot of these shoot interviews from wrestlers back then, there's maybe not too many people who were fond of Shawn Michaels. There were. I, I I heard there was rumors that he started a. Well, it was a rumor that Bret Hart was banging Sonny, mm-hmm. and he started that. When in actuality, he was doing it, and yeah. he was doing it behind Chris Candido's back. Caused the fight between Bret Hart and his wife. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you you attack someone at home, man. That's 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 bad. Yeah, but even I, I even heard when, like I said, Candido would be doing, uh, you know, promotions or anything like that. He was in the he was in the locker room, like in a freaking broom closet, taking his you know taking it out on her. Yeah. I mean, he was just he, he definitely a good pick with that. And I didn't think about going into that realm, but yeah, if I had to pick one on that. I mean, you have dirty guys that might, um, they may not, uh, you know, they said Bruiser Brody was, he was very, uh, standoffish. Mm-hmm. If, you know, he didn't want to do something, he wouldn't do it, but I guess he played the game stuff then, but to be yeah. the way that Shawn Michaels was, was definitely that. Yeah. He, and, he had a lot of pull and he used it to oh, his yeah. advantage, which I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys did, but. And, and especially in wrestling, you don't know what to believe. But when, like, 50 people say the same story and say what an asshole he was, you kind of have to wonder, like, well, you know, maybe he really was just a piece of shit. And legitimately, the click was exactly that. It mm-hmm. was, you know, we're here, we're established, and if we don't like you, we're going to make your life hell. There was, I mean, essentially hazing, not getting people over. It was... I could definitely see where that came from. Eric Bischoff, he has a podcast too. Everyone has a fucking podcast, but uh, so there was a rumor in sometime in the '90s that Shawn Michaels was going to jump to WCW, and Bischoff said he goes, "That's not true because I didn't want him. He was a cancer to the locker room. He would have made things an even bigger mess here than they already were." He said, "I had no interest in bringing Shawn Michaels over," which I mean, you could believe that or not. I, I think he would have taken him anyway, just to kind of take someone away from WWF, especially a guy like that, but. Uh, it there is some truth to it. Oh yeah, yeah. I could definitely see where he was just a, a complete cancer, and it, it, the worst part is, is that it's known. And the fact that Vince, who is what I would consider a control freak to the umpteenth level, mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at bosses, there's probably him, Steinbrenner. You know, a, Jerry Jones, a few people that run or rule with an iron fist, mm-hmm. but to allow him to do what he did is remarkable. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I think at that time Vince was just hurting. He didn't want to lose Shawn Michaels because everyone else was jumping ship, and uh, basically it was like, "Do whatever you want. I don't even care anymore." <laughs> that kind of thing. I mean, I'm, the only I guess you could say positive thing was he was very loyal. Yeah, he was, but he left. I mean, if you look at all the things... I mean, I, I bring this up, too. If you look at all the times he won a championship, there's been maybe a few times out of all... I mean, he, and he won a lot. There's been only a few times where he actually got pinned 
to lose a title because the other times he forfeited it or he walked away or, or he said he was hurt. I mean, there's a ton of stories out there. Like, he was holding up for... Uh, there's a whole thing of the Intercontinental Championship. He won it, and then he left, and he went home, and they had a they held like a tournament to crown a new champion. And then Shawn Michaels decided to come back, and I think that's when they had that ladder match at WrestleMania 10 with Razor Ramon. Remember, there's the two titles hanging from the yes. So that was because of Shawn Michaels didn't want to play ball. You, I think he was holding out for more money or something, so he just he he quit <laughs> and he went home. So he while he was loyal, he definitely. He was a he was a problem. He was a problem child, technically. And his biggest faux pas was kicking poor Marty Jannetty through that window. That is the dirtiest of them all. Yes, poor Marty Jannetty. Look what happened to him. Yeah. killed somebody, yeah. <laughs> allegedly. Yes. Wanted to bang his daughter. Yeah, what a mess! And all because he threw him through the through the window. Yes, that was that was the start of it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to – I have, I guess, maybe you could say a few honorable mentions, and a lot of it has to do with hockey just because hockey is, again, such a violent sport to begin with. And I'm not going to really get into their, their whole thing. And if you want to read about it, it's definitely out there. Chris Pronger, just a considered at the time one of the dirtiest players when he played. Dale Hunter, who uh, had one of the most infamous cheap shot hits after while play wasn't even going on. You know, just a asshole on that. And then Marty McSorley, you know, the stories of him and, again, racist, uh, violent guy, everything about him. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw my, I guess, this would be my last one. And not only is he dirty player, just everything about him is just a thug and a piece of shit. And that's Pac-Man Jones. I forgot about him. Pac-Man Jones was a, a dirty player, a late, you know, hit late, do you know, hit bad, and then his extracurricular activities just made him again a cancer in the locker room, a problem child for the league. Definitely put a black eye on it. And what I consider right now, where it's the uh, a very thuggish league with a lot of people getting arrested and doing stupid shit with you know guns and drugs and and stealing money and all this stuff. Pac-Man Jones kind of was the the OG of it. Mm-hmm. And just all around just a garbage guy. Yeah. So. I agree with that one. I forgot about Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. And the worst part is is that he took such a great character's name and ran it through the mud. I'm surprised he never got sued. For use. I mean, I guess if you legally change your name... Well, I mean, it was a nickname. It was Adam. His name's Adam Jones. But, but he, didn't he didn't he change it to Pac Man? I don't know. I think he didn't want that name anymore after a while. When he went on the Bengals and he he tried to clean himself up, he didn't want to be called that anymore. Let me but see. It just it stuck. It, it's one of those names that's going to be there forever. I'm looking up right now to see if his name is. Okay. Well, yeah. No, you're right. It was just a nickname. I thought he legally changed it, but I was wrong. No, he did not change it to Ocho Cinco. That's, why I, that, I mean, that's probably who I'm thinking of. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of Ocho, Ocho Cinco. <laughs> but yeah, just a, he was just such an asshole. You know, going to strip clubs and just getting in the fights. And just all around just a, 
the worst thing that you could have to start a thing. And he was essentially what I would consider the the downfall of football. The same way that, to me, Allen Iverson brought down basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, just he, he brought that new persona to the game, and it just it wasn't a good look. Yeah. And unfortunately, he started it, and it it just flourished. Mm-hmm. And now you, you you look at football during, especially during the off season, how many people are getting arrested for domestic violence and 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 DWIs and all this. And he was the trendsetter on it. He was the OG of it. Yeah, he kind of was. You're right. It's like maybe three or four a year now. Mm-hmm. You hear someone from football getting in trouble. So yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my list of the dirty players. That's and that's my list. And that 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 is a filthy bunch. I almost feel like I need to take a shower now. I think I will take a shower now. I feel filthy all over. And if you feel feel filthy all over, you can follow us on Twitter, Bull in the Ring PC, Instagram Bull Ring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom or Bull in the Ring PC. Uh, we're on Spotify, Podbean, Podcoin. Google at Google Podcast, Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button on, on Apple Music. Please uh, rate and review us. And that's it. Yes. And for any young sports athletes out there, don't be a dirty player. Yeah. Don't be uh, oh, don't be Pac-Man Jones or Shawn Michaels or whoever. Be Kurt Rambis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, for Joe and Tom, and we'll see you next week right here on Bulls in the Ring.